Welcome to the Be Light Podcast, where we discuss letting go of the mess, being the light God calls us to be, and not only being the light, but actually feeling light as we release it all and experience the unsurpassing joy of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you leave feeling encouraged and a little lighter. Hi, Mom. Hi, Ever. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing body image and the struggles moms and women in general have with it. If you aren't talking about it to others, a lot of the time you have this negative self-talk playing in your head. And once you have kids, things definitely change. Um, But also, as you get older, everything starts shifting, too. (laughs) How do you feel about body image, Mom? (laughs) Oh, I hardly ever think about it at all. (laughs) Kidding. Uh, What do I think of it? I think it's... um... I think it could be an obsession, especially in our culture. All you have to do is pick up a magazine and see these perfect people that have been airbrushed and and they're just their whole life is a diet and that's just not life for most people, but yet we obsess and want to be like them. And so it's kind of a problem sometimes. Yeah, it can definitely become an obsession. And I've noticed, you know, things I only had to work off during one or two workouts may take weeks now, and it's physically more challenging just overall. And since you were a teen, you probably have noticed the way the world tells us to dress, look, and be with these standards that they decide are beautiful, like mom was just mentioning. So today we're going to be touching on these things, but also bringing in the most important thing as we discuss what God says is beautiful. So before we start, My mom and I were chatting yesterday about a memory I had of growing up, and it still makes me laugh, but I also now have a renewed perspective of it. I would ride to school with my mom growing up because she taught in the same school district, and I remember multiple mornings getting ready and going into her room as she was getting ready and seeing what outfit she was in. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And some were okay, and then some were so her. And one in particular that we were talking about yesterday was this long blue t-shirt style dress that went to the floor and it had little zebras all over it. (laughs) And then she would put on her zebra necklace and whatever funky earrings to match. And that was that. And I would say, mom, are you really going to wear that? And her response always was, what? I like it. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> and I look at that now and it's a story I've told the girls about just wearing what you want to wear and being confident in it, even if that means wearing a zebra dress, you know, as a teacher with middle school age kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me clarify. Okay. It's not black and white. That's useful. It is a little bit fitted. It comes to the waist and kind of flares out. It was calf length, not to the floor. And uh, it had, I don't, I don't know if some of you are old enough to know this, but in the 90s, uh, stamped clothes were a big deal. And these had like zebra, white zebra stamps, stamp, zebras on it, all over the zebras place. Zebras all over it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, and it was blue background, white zebras. And then I had this, what I thought was a really cool zebra necklace. It was three... <laughs> Blue stone zebras strung with blue beads, and I just thought it looked great, and I didn't care. It was trendy for the 90s, and what did I care? If I like it, I'm wearing it, and that's that. I think as a teacher in the 90s, you could wear whatever, because mom was selling, you know, painted Halloween 
pumpkin t-shirts in the teacher's lounge and she was selling out. She couldn't make them fast enough. <laughs> That's right. And, and Christmas trees and, <clears throat> oh, and just, just for information, Amber's not too far off. I did have one child in, in a junior high who did come up to me. I wouldn't say he was the kindest child on the planet. <laughs> um, and he did ask me why I was wearing pajamas to school. <laughs> when I was wearing my zebra dress. So I don't remember my response, but I, I, I remained collected. I still treated him with kindness and respect, but I didn't forget that comment. But guess what? I still wore the dress. Yeah, you did. I like it. That was like a <laughs> weekly thing. <laughs> so when we talk about body image, did you struggle with body image as a teen? I did. Uh, I was pretty thin, in fact, very thin. Um, and sometimes that bothered me a, a little, but not too much. But I do know that I was concerned because I want to be just a little bit larger up top. And I remember expressing that concern to my parents here and there. And I remember them finally offering to have that corrected. And, um, I didn't jump on board right away. I gave it some thought. And this was in my senior year. And also in my senior year, I had just really grabbed hold of God. I had received Christ and um, had two really good Christian friends, got very involved. And uh, it was just wonderful. And as I was growing in Christ, I prayed about this. I asked God if I, if I should do that. And I felt like his response to me was, I didn't make a mistake when I made you. And that kind of really touched my spirit. And because of that, I decided to accept the way God made me and, you know, let it go. Now, that was my personal decision. That was my personal belief and my personal experience. Everyone's got to do what they have to do. But for me, I had to find acceptance right where I was. And that is when actually it was a pretty big confidence builder is where, where it really kind of drove me. So that was, that was a big deal for me. Like mother, like daughter, I feel like a lot of my issues started in high school and it revolved around the size of my chest. And I was constantly comparing myself to others and I felt inadequate and just lesser. And I would see magazines and movies that made having a smaller chest seem unattractive and therefore I felt unattractive. I never stuffed my bra, but I remember having a padded bathing suit top that I would frequently wear as my <laughs> bra to make myself feel better. <laughs> However, then I remember even feeling worse because then when I didn't wear it, I was worried people would notice. It was just mm. super me focused instead of God focused. And I think that's whenever that really started resonating with me is whenever I realized that I was just thinking about myself and being negative um, about the way I felt about myself instead of focusing, like you said, on the way God created me. Mom, did you struggle with body image more as a teen or as an adult after you had me? Well, definitely as an adult. And it really had nothing to do with after I had you, these things would have come with or without <laughs> you. It's just called age. <laughs> so uh, I, I've gained a lot of weight since then. The thing is, I, um, I, I will obsess over being uh, overweight. It doesn't have to be, you know, excessive weight. It's just that if I gain a size, I'll obsess. 
obsess at my profile, things like that. That that's a big that's a big deal with me. And I <laughs> I've also gotten circles under my eyes, which is hereditary. Dermatologists have said there's nothing you can do about it. They're really plain and matter of fact about it. So it's like okay, but we still um, buy all the creams. <laughs> we do, and it's not working. So I just try to find the best concealer I can and call it a day. But I will say this. My biggest obsession is something I can actually do, but it's horribly obsessive. (laughs) It's my hair. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It is... I've always enjoyed hairstyles and stuff. And in high school, I had long, straight hair. There's not a lot to obsess over that because everyone looked the same in the 70s. It was not a big deal. I just like to highlight it with with a sun in, but that's about it. But then in 1976, this gymnast came on the scene. Her name is Dorothy Hamill, for those of you who know. And if you don't, you ought to look her up and look at her images when she was uh, in the Olympics. She had an amazing haircut, I thought. And I still do. I looked her up before this podcast and I still like it. I like it on her. But she started a national trend. Her hair was just absolutely perfect and it was layered and I just loved it. Well, ever since then, I have obsessed over hair of all all styles. It doesn't matter. Even when I'm watching a movie, I'll obsess over a man's hairstyle. Oh, that's really nicely layered. Oh, I like that. That kind of looks scruffy. That looks good on him. Oh, I don't like that because it's too, you know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I do enjoy hair. And I think hair is like the frame of a face, like a frame around a picture. It can change everything. It's a big deal to me. Yes, it is. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> yeah, but I'm getting better. It doesn't sound like it right now, but it's true. Sounds sounds like it. (laughs) Well, for me, you know, I'm three children and four total pregnancies in, and my body is just not quite the same. Funny story. Yesterday, I was watching a video of me dancing with my oldest when she was a baby, and Reese was standing there, and she was like, Mom, your chest looks bigger there. (laughs) And I said, well... I was, but after breastfeeding multiple times and then being stretched out and deflating multiple times, it happens. And we laughed and I'm pretty sure she wished she hadn't asked me. (laughs) She was like, okay, mom. (laughs) And she was like, I think I'm just going to have one kid. (laughs) I was like, it's all worth it. And she goes, is it? (laughs) I was like, yes, obviously. You know, the struggle is definitely there. And sometimes when you look in the mirror after having kids, you don't even recognize the body you see in the mirror. Working out and eating healthy take more intentionality because now you're working or you're staying at home with the kids and you have a million distractions. You don't feel the same way you did in your 20s and physically things are just harder to do. It's really easy to spiral and you get down on yourself both mentally and emotionally based on the way you perceive yourself physically. And then your body will always be changing in one way or another. So it makes it even more important that we focus on how God sees us and how he views us because he is the only thing that never changes. And, you know, I've seen it like if we talked about, you know, our view in high school of ourselves, and then maybe in our 20s and, and then as time goes on, you gain weight or you may go through, you know, a season of illness or um, postpartum. I mean, it's constantly changing. And then I think, you know, for me, the thing that has really 
helps me more than anything is finding my identity in God and not in the world. And in Psalm 139:14, it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And this needs to be on repeat in our minds. The creator of the universe crafted you just the way you are, and his works are wonderful. You're wonderful because God made you. Our identity is found in him, not in the ever-shifting ideals of this world. This is where renewing our mind comes in so that we break those harmful thoughts that have become a habit. Repeat this even when you don't feel it, reminding yourself who you are in God. And it just has to be something that whenever you feel that negative you know, self-talk coming in that you remind yourself, well, how does God see me? What does scripture say? And just repeating that verse. I completely agree. And I just want to tell you what powerfully influenced me towards obsessions and vanity was Seventeen Magazine. I started uh, subscribing to it. And I think it was in seventh grade. And I would just, I wouldn't even read the articles. I would just pour over the advertisements and look at the models and want to emulate them with my makeup, what I wore, how I dressed. And, you know, then you watch movies and, you know, you look at all that and you wish, you know, you could be like them. And I have a theory. (laughs) First of all, let me just go back in history. If you look at some of the paintings, like in the 1500s, the models were larger than what we consider beautiful today. In our culture... We have we have just just focused in on things that aren't necessarily reality. We do have to accept who we are. We have to accept when we get older, our body's going to shift. Our body's going to change. It is natural. It is healthy. It is the way God made us. And now, of course, like I mentioned earlier, the airbrushing and all the other stuff, we don't even know what's real and what isn't anymore. And my theory is, if I had never looked at a magazine in my entire life and never went to a movie, I suspect I'd probably barely even compare myself to another person because I wouldn't really know what to look for to compare because I would just be happy with who I am. I might admire someone because I think they're prettier or, or better looking or I like their outfit or whatever, but I don't think my comparison would be quite as strong because I don't have this model in front of my face to gauge the comparisons with, which is Hollywood and commercialism. That's just my theory. That's just my thought that they played a very powerful influence on my life and and my self-perception. Well, they create a standard that they've created. And I think even more so today, you talk about Seventeen Magazine and how that influenced you. But I think about today with social media and how you can follow all the celebrities and you can they post things or you can follow whatever, not just celebrities, um, but you can just follow them constantly. And as they post pictures, you're like, oh, I want to do that. And then you see this beauty tip and then you see this and it's constant advertisements. So it's like you getting your monthly magazine that you got. We're, these kids and adults, we're all getting it fed to us continuously now. Absolutely. And just on a side note, just, you know, you think about that. If, you know, a 17 magazine could influence me like that, and it's subtle, you don't even know it's happening, especially not when you're young, you don't have a clue it's happening. But think about what is filling our children's minds today 
when they when they've got their phones and all that they have access they have access to the world and we need to be good guardians of that very good guardians you're not infringing on their private lives you are protecting what god has given you to protect yeah it's so important that they see the reality in certain things too i know sometimes the girls will see a magazine ad or a poster up in a store and we'll talk about you know what beauty is and what god sees as beautiful and also the fact that a lot of these images are edited like you just said this mm-hmm. isn't reality we're only seeing an edited image and you know my girls they love anything to do with editing and they do different uh, drawing apps and everything on their ipad so they're really in tune to that which is great because I wasn't. I remember at one point um, seeing a behind the scenes of Oprah's show and Oprah was in the back and she was, you know, getting her makeup put on and she looked completely different than the way she looked on set. And so much of that had to do with the lighting um, because as soon as she was out in the lights, she looked seriously probably 20 years younger. It was incredible. And that's just the way it is. And so discussing like that reality with your kids, especially if you have girls, I feel like girls struggle with this in a different way um, than boys do. But just discussing that with them, the reality of it, whenever they see certain ads and they're like, oh, I want to look like that. I want to be that way. Just reminding them of how God sees them. And I want to touch on the verse in 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4 says, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And in this verse, we see what is of great worth in God's sight. It doesn't change like the world's values. The world tells us that something is in one day and out the other. But God says to not focus on outward adornment, but instead a gentle and quiet spirit. And I just love that. It's not wrong to have pretty hairstyles and, you know, get your hair done, get your, you know, get your makeup and your jewelry and get dressed up. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's whenever that becomes an obsession, that becomes something that you want to measure up to, you know, a certain standard, or you're looking at someone else and you're envious of what they have. So you want to do it. It's whenever it takes the place of, in your heart, takes the place of what God's created to be and the identity that he has given you in him. I completely, completely agree with you. And I can't even really add to that. It is important how we address this with our kids. And again, that open dialogue, we've discussed how important it is to have an open dialogue with kids and, and just in daily conversation, you talk about God like he's your friend because he is. You make him personal. You make him a reality in an everyday conversation, not just, you know, regimented. We're going to church. Hey, read your devotional. Did you say your goodnight prayers? And that's it. No, he's a daily conversation. And I love what you said, Amber, that when you see something in public or a magazine or whatever, you discuss it with your girls and you use scripture to make reference about what's really valuable. And you're building in them the spirit of God and, and having them see him and not the world's views. Yeah. And there's no escaping it. Like Adam ran over to Sephora with the girls to pick up some shampoo and conditioner for me the other day. And like, there were some really inappropriate ads 
and the girls came home and they told me. And instead of just, you know, freaking out, you know, like, oh, I can't believe they saw this. You know, I know they're going to see these things, Mm -hmm. but it really Mm -hmm. provides a great opportunity to talk about it. And then the fact that they, they are conflicted in their spirit when they see it enough to come home and tell me, and they talk to Adam about it too. So I honestly, to a large degree, I welcome those times because I think it just brings such great dialogue and it's within an environment while they're home um, in our home living here that we can have these discussions before they are out in the world and more independent. That's right. So in Proverbs 31.10, it says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And we've already seen how beauty changes through age and illness and accident like we were just discussing. It can change in a moment, but what doesn't change, and the Bible says is to be praised, is a woman who fears the Lord. And to fear the Lord is to chase the Lord, not the world. To fear the Lord is to love Him above all things and to have a heart that wants to glorify Him in all that you do. When we meditate on how He sees us, our focus shifts off of us and onto Him. And this is where we find true contentment in ourselves and joy. If we're focused on the trends and how things are changing and, and you know, our, our emotions will be constantly in flux. They won't be consistent. Um, our emotions will ride that wave constantly. But whenever we're focused on these, you know, these particular scriptures are great ones to write down, to meditate on it. This is something that you, you struggle with. And I know we all do at certain times. Just remind yourself over and over again how God sees you and and build your confidence in that. I think I probably mentioned this a few times, but I have asked God, uh, especially recently, Lord, I'm going to ask you that I can understand just how much you love me as much as humanly possible, as much as I can grasp as a human. I really want to understand how much you really love me. And it's a process. It's nothing I'm trying to make happen, by the way, when I say process. It's just doing what Amber said, developing my relationship with God, spending time with God, talking to him like I'm talking to Amber right now. Talk, I'm talking to all of you right now. It's, it's just a conversation, but it's also a stopping and listening. And more and more, I'm gaining my confidence in God. I'm starting to see that if I'm disappointed, well, that's okay because God's got a plan. If I look in the mirror and I don't like the circles and lighting is everything besides hair. Yes, it is. If the lights are over your head, my circles look like black craters. Yep. (laughs) But if I'm outside and the sun's in my face, what circles? What Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. They're not even there. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it's all about perception. But when I look at those circles under my eyes, I go, you know what? Thank you, Lord. That's cool. Um, It's all good. I'm not going to sit here and and stare at this. I'm done. And I have been practicing walking away and getting my mind on something that's productive and good. Confidence is building and I want to become less self-obsessed and I want to be God-possessed. There's a difference. I want to be, I want my heart to be possessed by the Lord and know how much he loves me. And I want to be more interested in giving out to others instead of standing and wondering how I can improve my physical appearance. Cause that's what we're talking about today. You know, I don't want, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to think in those terms so much like I used to, I want to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And I really feel more and more freedom 
and it's uh, it's wonderful. It really and truly is. Yeah, I like how you said freedom because that's where you find your freedom from that obsession that we can often have with our bodies and comparing ourselves to others. And typically, I you know when we were preparing this podcast, I was thinking, okay, so now we're going to go into some practical ideas, some things that you can do to you know help your body image. And honestly, the number one thing is to find your identity in God and not in the world. Mm-hmm. And eating right and exercising enters into the equation. I'm very passionate about food and exercise. However, that all falls under the umbrella of having my heart centered on God and how he sees me. So while we may touch on these things in future podcasts, it's most important to remember how God sees you fearfully and wonderfully made and meditate on his word and not the words of this world. I couldn't agree with you more. And you're right, Amber. I love how you said that. Like, yes, exercise and eating right and all that is is very important because God does tell us, you know, gluttony is a sin, but he also tells us to enjoy all the things he's given us because they're gifts from God. It's how you perceive it, how you approach it mentally. In you version, I've read some devotionals written by this woman. Her name is Kathy with a C and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm mis- I'm probably going to mispronounce her name. Morenzi, M-O-R-E-N-Z-I-E. And she's written that I know of five books, but I've written, I've, I haven't read her books. I can't, I can't say one thing about those, but she has five devotionals on version about what we're talking about. It is health and fitness, but it is so scripture based, at least the devotionals are. And I've liked them so much that I've recommended them to friends and I've done some of them five times, but she talks a lot about the, the spirit and, and, you know, motives and keeping our mindset right with God. And it has just really been quite inspiring. Just one of them is called pray powerfully, lose weight. And again, it's not just lose weight so we can look better, feel better, wear that cute outfit. It's pray powerfully. You're getting your mind right on with the Lord. It is just, I I recommend you at least give it a look and um, see what you think on that. Well, thank you for sharing that, Mom. I'm going to check it out too. Uh I haven't haven't had a chance to to see those, so that'll be good. I also do the um, YouVersion app um, with my sister-in-law. We do a devotional every day, so it's really, it's really good. And it's a good way to share some ideas with you know, your friends or loved ones, especially if they live out of state, which that's our life here. <laughs> All our mm-hmm. loved ones live out of state. So it's really, it's really nice. Um, so I'd recommend it as well. You know what? You just, when you said that, uh, some of the people that I do these devotionals with, you can do them by yourself. Or you can do them with people and you comment and you share your thoughts with each other. It is a great uh, builder. It's like wherever two or more are gathered, you're you're encouraging, you're inspiring one another, you're learning together, you're growing together spiritually. And what a great way to partner up with someone to build yourself spiritually, to enhance your mind with the Lord, to gain your confidence through the power of the Holy Spirit rather than the power of the media, you know, mm-hmm. and commercialism. It's it's really great to have, partner up with someone you trust and someone you enjoy and want to even get closer to them. It's really cool. Yeah, it's been wonderful. 
So thank you everyone for joining us today as we discussed our struggles with body image. We pray that as you go throughout your day, you let God's truth sink in, letting his words define your idea of what is truly beautiful. Join us next week as we continue our Biggest Struggles for Moms series, where we will chat about how to find rest as a busy mom. All right. Thanks, Mom. And I'll be seeing you really soon. We'll be traveling pretty soon. So that's exciting. That sounds like fun. I can't wait to see you again in person. All right. <laughs> seeing you on this little screen is one thing. Seeing you in person is even more fun. Yes, it is. All right, everyone. Hope you have a great week and be light. <laughs>